I've had to put a t-shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to put a t-shirt on. I'm not happy with this. We didn't have to put a t-shirt on. I did. I can't. I can't have my nips out. We we'll get demonetized. On he can, but people need to pay. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't want to get my tits out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unless someone wants to pay, then I'll think about it. Well, if that's again. If you want to get into contact with us about payment, you see the banner that's coming that's going across the screen right now. Do all yeah. those things so we don't have to say them. Yep. Yeah. We're not yeah. saying them because they're right there. <clears throat> yeah. So Well, if you're listening, you know the drill. Either what or watching. <laughs> well no, yeah, we, if we if they're listening, we're pointing and they can't see. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I didn't Again, know. again, their problem. Yeah. But you know the drill. Yeah. There's no, sim- there's, there's no sympathy here. If there's going to be a video version, we should probably stop doing the audio version. Then the video version will have to come out more regularly. Anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could do it. It just means less less editing audio-wise and more editing video-wise. But yeah, I could do it. Ah, well. So no. when, when we start getting paid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you shiver free. Yeah. Anyway, they're not paying us for this. So, last time I done this, it was a Tales of the Territories kind of idea of like talking about some crazy stories in pro wrestling history before pro wrestling turned into what it is now, which is basically just TV friendly sports entertainment. But before, back in the good old days, when you could get away with a lot of shit because there was a lot less regulations. You had TV, local TV, as like your main thing for distribution to the uh, to the masses, and no the main way you got money. Too. Yep, obviously. And there's <laughs> main way of your main source of revenue was the people coming in to see your shows like live and in person. So you had to you had to think on your feet. You had to protect the business you had to protect the characters that were there because they'll be seeing them every week so if they're paying a bad guy in your wrestling promotion they couldn't be down the bar like yucking up with all the locals about how great they they are and stuff and how good that bad guy they are because then what why would those locals come back the next week they gotta have they gotta have heat they gotta want to see that that he'll get their ass kicked and that was the philosophy of one bill watts and the mid-south territory oh. now now, this is what I said I, that we talked about last time that we did this when we talked about Memphis. We said we'll talk about Mid South next. Um, but before we did that, I also want to say that if you haven't watched the Memphis episode, go check it out because there's a great eye gouging story in that. Oh, uh, there is. There is. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's crazy. 
That's a yeah, very good story. Yeah, yeah, that's a and very, if you, very good story. And if you like our eye gouging stories, I've got another quick eye gouging story for you um, in this one. So, over in Hawaii, the Polynesian uh, wrestling promotion that was over in Hawaii is run by High Chief Peter Maivia, who is, if you don't know, the Rock's grandfather. And uh, the Ross grandfather, the High Chief Peter Movia, he wrestles and he also promotes. And he um, mainly leaves the promoting up to his wife, who would carry on and do it after the High Chief's death. Um, the High Chief is known as like a nice guy, but also like really tough. Um, the sto- there's a story of Billy Robinson, who Liam may have heard of, is like a really old timey kind of shooter wrestler, Billy Robinson. So he's Billy like a, Robinson. A, so he's like an amateur wrestler. So he was, he, was a, he, was a, he was a legit collegiate wrestler. Yeah, like the kind. I feel like, like I've, I feel like I've heard the name. Like your Danny Hodges, your Vern Gagne's, your Lou Fez's. Like he was on that kind of. Well, like Carl, Carl, is it Carl Gotch as well? Carl Gotch, yes. Carl Gotch, yeah, in that yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah. I so know the sort of realm you're talking about. Yeah. So he was basically legit. Kurt Angle, oh, legit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so they could legitimately like hurt you um, if they wanted to. Um, he. Um, came to the Polynesian Territory and um, ate a restaurant with um, High Chief PMI Beer. Apparently, the story is that um, Billy Robinson was jealous of PMI uh, Beer because of his looks. Um, that's probably just a little thing they've added to the story just because it's the rock and stuff. <laughs> you know, um, They're eating at a restaurant and Billy calls Peter Maivia, the rock's grandfather, a savage because he was eating with his hands. Uh, that led to a fight and the fight resulted in Peter Maivia pulling out Billy Robinson's eye and throwing him out the restaurant window. As you do, as you do. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm assuming uh, it's culturally um, not necessarily accepted is the wrong word. I'm assuming it's uh, it's normal within their culture to eat with their hands. Yeah. And also, you know, being called a savage could be also... So, so, he, got, so he got his... Uh, so he got his ass whooped, his eye ripped out, and his ass thrown through a window for being racist. He did. Yeah, by <laughs> yes, by by the Ross grandfather, high chief by PMIV. He fucked around and he found yeah. out. Um, you how are you gonna how are you gonna turn up? How are you gonna turn up to the, to wrestle in a promotion? You're with the promoter and arguably probably one of its top stars, a legit fucking tough guy. Yeah, and you're gonna cuss him out. And think that your cheeks are not going to get slapped together, <laughs> and your Idiot. eyes going to get pulled out. Yeah, apparently, Idiot, bro. Apparently, Billy Robinson always had a crooked eye. Like after that, well, like Shawn Michaels. Yeah, learn that. Shawn Michaels was lazy, innit? <laughs> the way I'm sitting right now, Shawn Michaels could look at that screen and at that vivarium that's to my right, <laughs> or on this to my left. He literally could see it at the same time. So um, that's uh, that was the eye gouging story that uh, was not as crazy as the one that I said last time in Memphis. So yeah, I don't a, know. It's good pretty one. good though. He got his ass thrown for a window. It's pretty cool. Hmm. But now the other one. Oh. Did he go back to? Um, did he get? Did, did he wipe his hands before doing it? I don't know. <laughs> I hope he didn't. Yeah. I hope he didn't. That's more of an insult. I want. I want to know if he went back to eating. I want to know what he was eating. I want to know what he was eating. Hmm. Because if he was eating like, I don't know any traditional. If he was eating traditional, like, what was it? Uh, was this poly, 
Polynesian. Is that the right way of saying it? It's Polynesian. Yeah. That's yeah. the right, yeah. So I don't, I, don't, I don't know if there was a traditional Polynesian dish or if he was a, he was a wrestler back then. I'm assuming it was a, uh, a steak, possibly. Or, or maybe fish. fish. I wouldn't say a fish. 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 Imagine eating fish with your hands and ripping someone's eye out and not wiping them beforehand. <laughs> oh, your eye's going to stink. Your eye's going to stink. Fish eye. Fish. Should have ripped out and then put one of the fish eyes in his fucking head. You know that. Yeah, we'll grow with that fish eye. <laughs> fish eye Robinson over there. Fuck off. Go on, get out. <laughs> that's where the, that's where the termin terminology fish eye lens comes from. There yeah. you go. Yeah. From the high chief himself. So, anyway, it's all about Mid-South this time. So, I fucking love Mid-South. As I mentioned in the beginning, uh, there's a commitment to kayfabe in this territory. Like heels and baby faces don't mix. They don't get along. When they're out and they're never seen out in public together. Um, if another rule that Bill Watts was very keen to institute is that if you pick a fight with someone in a bar, you better win that fight because if you don't, you've you'll don't come get, back. You lose, yeah, you lose your job basically. So that was pretty crazy. Um, the whole idea of doing it is obviously for, like I said, protecting the business, keeping the idea of wrestling being real alive. Even though people know it's like a work and stuff like that, if they see you in public acting like that, they might think twice and be just like, oh, okay, you know, I'm going to go. It's the, it's, it's the, um, yeah. it's, the it's, uh, what's it? Uh, it's not suspense. It's keeping, it's like your, I heard the saying before and I can't fucking remember it. Suspending belief. Is that what, is that what it is? So you, the, if you're suspending you're their belief or their, dead, or their disbelief. It's like, oh, this is fake. And then they see it and like, that can't be fake. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, is it? Is it not? Do I? Don't I? Oh, yeah. And there's those are tricks like that played in the territory days for that could show they were thinking of that uh, that purpose. Like um, for any angle where a heel would have a glass bottle or even a glass or something, and they're going to smash over the baby face's head, they wouldn't use sugar glass because obviously that breaks too easily and people could expect it afterwards because it just crumbles away. If they, What they do is they take a real glass bottle and they bake it, which means they put in like hot water, make it all soft and malleable and stuff like that, and then they use that bottle so it breaks easier because it's been baked for however long. And then if fans were to inspect it, they go, oh shit, that was real glass. So... Those are kind of like little details that you don't see much in wrestling these days. It's also, a certain, it's also a certain way you would um, you'd do it as well, wouldn't you? You wouldn't hit them with the yeah. top or the bottle or the neck, like the neck or the base. No, you wanted yeah. that sweet spot. That's yeah. why you never. That's why they'd never sort of do it over the. It was always palmed straight yeah. in the. You'd be that like smash straight on top of your head. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, one of the biggest successes that uh, Bill Watts had in his Mid-South Territory with these rules, um, his biggest baby face was known as the Junkyard Dog. Ah, JYD. Um, JYD. He uh, was hugely over in the Territory, mainly in like Louisiana and New Orleans kind of areas uh, where there was a large African-American community. Um, but even though he was African-American and was one of the first like in the, like America and many territories to be the sort of baby face, JYD didn't just get over because he was black. He was also charismatic. He could also cut a promo, mm -hmm. and people were giant. And, and he could, <clears throat> and even though he wasn't known as like the greatest wrestler, 
it well, he really wasn't the greatest wrestler or anything. No, like he that. wasn't. He could connect with people, and that's what made people want to see him. So, Mitch, um, you know the do you, do you know who the junkyard dog is? You know the guy from WWE that used to wear like the dog collar around his neck. No, no, no. It's been, you it might, was, you, it was. you might, you might know him if you. I think if you saw him, I think you'd know who he is. Yeah, it it's a, not the guy that come out with a parrot. Not that guy. That's Coco Beware. <laughs> same sort of, same sort of so, silly gimmick around the same sort of time. So, um, the hills is in the territory at the one of the times for one of Jake Junk your dog's like biggest angles uh, were the Freebirds, who uh, was Michael Hayes, uh, Terry Gordy, and Buddy Roberts. Uh, they they kind of got around all the territories kind of thing. They never really stuck to one, um, which kind of worked in their favour because they were always kept fresh and they could go to places, cause an impact, and then move on. Um, they got over really big in well class championship wrestling with the Von Eriks beforehand, before this, I think. Um, WCCW. Indeed. Um, and they got into a feud with Jake uh, Junkyard Dog. When Junkyard Dog and his tag team partner, who's called uh, Buck Robley, um, faced the Freebirds in a tag match, uh, the loser gets a magic cream put on their hair, which will apparently cause hair, hair loss. Yes. Magic hair loss cream. So, um, as we know it in this day and age, now... <laughs> <laughs> or Veet. Yeah. yeah, you let think, you let a bottle of Nair or Veet off in this fucking podcast, mate. Was it's game over. We're not coming back. We're finished. I think uh I think the idea is that obviously Michael Hayes had really long rock star kind of hair at the time, and the idea was that JYD wanted to make him go bald, and all the fans wanted to see Michael Hayes go bald. He was a piece um, of shit. Wait, it, it was a bit. He was a bit of a piece of shit. That's why they was like, yeah, make him go bald. He didn't. <clears throat> Yeah, it didn't happen though because the Freebirds won and they were going to put the cream on Buck Robley's hair but Junkyard Dog made the save um, and the cream got into Junkyard Dog's eyes. Junkyard Dog, Junkyard Dog immediately hits the, hits the mat and starts selling like death basically like he's been blinded by the, uh, by the magic cream going in his eyes and the beauty of it is that obviously Junkyard Dog wasn't supposed to jump in and save the guy because there's part of the stipulation. He was supposed to lose the hair. So Jungle Dog jumping in was something he shouldn't have done. And they made it look enough like an accident that um, that they kind of gave Hayes the out because Jungle Dog was such an over baby face that uh, if people thought that he was now able to wrestle because he was blind, then they would have like killed, basically killed Michael Hayes. But Michael Hayes had yeah. enough of an out kind of thing that he could say on TV. I didn't mean it. It wasn't supposed to happen. He wasn't supposed to be there. All that good stuff. Um, they ramped up the heat even more because Junkyard Dog's wife was due to give birth to her, their first child and now he was blind and wouldn't be able to see the baby and they showed that on TV. Oof. Yeah, to really ramp up the heat. That's yeah. clever. Yeah. That's very clever. They had they had Junkyard Dog shut all the blinds in his house to sell it, and they shot a vignette where Junkyard Dog is with his wife and his new baby that had just been born. And Junkyard Dog said, "Here is my baby. Here is my." They have a segment where Junkyard Dog says, "Here is my baby," and points, and then his wife has to move his hand to where the baby actually is. Always clever. <laughs> so always really, clever. Really always ramp, clever. Really ramping up the heat. So the fans at home were pissed at the Freebirds. Uh, they do the return match. Um, Junkyard Dog is not in the match, obviously, because he's blind. But they say he's going to be basically sat ringside for the match to basically just be there for like moral support for to listen to listen to the match. Basically, 
mainly because the fans would want to see him kind of thing. So yeah. that's the reason he's there. But he's there in the match because obviously he's there to for the support or whatever. Um they don't tell me what the baby faces are in this match. It doesn't really matter. Um basically the match was a, a dog collar inside a steel cage. Um hat on a hat, right? Right? big time. That's yeah, that's a hat on a hat. Indeed. But um they did a return match and the Freebirds had to get a police escort into the arena. And then security found a guy in the bathroom with a gun, and inside was a bullet that was engraved "Freebird." Oof! <laughs> so Damn. Michael, so Michael Hayes had some real heat. Doing his job, um, doing yeah. his job. Yeah. Um, there's the image wrestling used to be crazy. Well, I guess it was crazy. Weird. That, was, that wasn't the only thing that happened. Um, Junkyard Dog also tells a story about what happened during the match um, for this. Um, John Girl Dog is obviously sat there pretending that he's blind with sunglasses on and all that good stuff. Um, Michael Hayes and the Freebirds make their entrance into into the ring. And uh, John Girl Dog's obviously sat there like he can't see him and he's uh, not selling anything. And at that moment, he feels a, a hand on his shoulder and it's a fan that says, don't worry, dog, I've got him. And he pulls out a Dirty Harry style kind of gun and has it pointed at Michael Hayes. And Jungle Dog said at that moment, it was in a real moral dilemma because obviously he could save Michael he Hayes. He can see. He can see. It's not, yeah. he's, he can save Michael Hayes. Fave, isn't it? He can save Michael Hayes and make sure this guy doesn't get shot. But then he'd obviously break, blow the whole angle and break Hayfabe. Or he has to sit there and become an accessory to murder legally because he could see it about to happen. He doesn't do it and chose not to do anything to stop it. <laughs> and he said, and thankfully at that moment, security saw the guy and took him down. <laughs> just think yeah. at that point, Michael P.S. Hayes did not realise that his life was just moments, mere moments oh, yeah. from being ended. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah, mad. Um, that is crazy so that's the kind of level of heat that you could uh you could elicit if you uh decide to keep kayfabe to that level um there's a there's a funnier story that i've got from this time about trying to keep uh, kayfabe and that um obviously i've just said about the story about if you go to a bar and get into a fight you must pretty much win that fight um jake the snake roberts tells of a story where him and jim duggan went out for a, uh went out for a few drinks um Mitch, you've heard of Hacksaw Jim Duggan, right? He, uh, yeah, I've heard of both of them. Yeah, oh! yeah, they, I know. I'm pretty sure you'd heard of Jake Roberts, but Hacksaw Jim Duggan's uh, the big guy. He has a massive two by four. He used to say ho a lot, and yeah, massive geezer. Back yeah. when he was younger, he was like a really over, um, really over heel at first, and then he turned babyface and started feuding with Ted DiBiase, and they did they they, they did really well, basically off, off the back of that. Um, but at this time, him and Jake Roberts were um, heels, and they went to uh, went to a bar. They were just having a good time. Jim Duggan, in real life, is not really a person that wants to get into a fight. Jake Roberts is a massive pussy, so he never wants to get into a fight either. Pretty much, they're just like they're actually. I think mean, they're amazing. just generally just nice guys, isn't they? Just in real yeah. life, just, I mean, Jake 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 the Snake has had his uh, he's yeah. had his troubles. He's had, he's yeah, a lot, yeah. he's had a lot of troubles. Um, but mm-hmm. I think genuinely, the two of them are just geezers, really. Just running about. Is that the end? I think uh, Mick Foley said about uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan that if you 
have a problem with Hacksaw or Jim Duggan in this business, then there's something wrong with you. It's not, it's not him. Yeah. Because um, pretty much everyone loves Hacksaw or Jim Duggan. He's just like a real big, lovable guy. But anyway, they were in the, him and Jake were in the bar having a crack a few jokes, having a good time. And a big dude comes in and starts posing. The guy, uh, <laughs> the guy, um, is about six seven, is what uh, his description. So Jim Duggan's probably around the same kind of height. And uh, Jim kind of like sees him and he cracks a joke. He's just like, "Yeah, and I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to see mess anything with you." Kind of thing. He kind of like plays, plays it off just like because the guy's looking tough and posing. He kind of plays it off just like, "Ah, oh, I don't, I don't want to have anything to do with you." Kind of thing. And the guy just immediately punches Jim in the mouth. Um, Jim doesn't hit the floor. He's a big geezer. Um, he's a big. He was a big lad when he was younger. He's well. a big yeah, geezer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, according to Jake Roberts, he was very drunk at this time as well um and uh the guy just keeps punching on uh, jim duggan because he won't go down over and over and over and over and jake roberts is sat there just like shit if jim goes down then i've got to stand up and like <laughs> and then t- try and try and do something so apparently jake's like looking around for like a weapon or something they can hit the guy with uh until jim duggan literally staggers and then blasts back with a few with he maker of his own. The guy takes a the guy takes a bump after he gets hit. Uh, it gets broken up very quickly because the police are coming, and uh, Jim Duggan is ushered out the back door with Jay Roberts, and Jim starts pounding on the door, basically just yelling that the guy owes him one. Like he still owes me. He still owes me. He's what he's yelling. He's like he still owes me. Basically, the idea is that the guy got so many shots on Jim Duggan, and Jim he, only got he, one in. He got one in. Yeah, 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 he yeah. felt that he he needed to. He deserved to have a couple of more. On I him. want some more um, fucking licks. I, need, I want right. one more. Yeah. I will. He's basically just like you got some on me. I need to get some more on you. You owe me. Kind of thing is the idea of it. Yeah, and once and he folded like a fucking deck of cards. Jake, mate. Jake's trying to calm Jim down to try and say we've got to go because the police are coming and literally sees the cop cars coming and that's when Jim just literally just calms down and just goes, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to get my licks in, but not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I can live with it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> There's some crazy times back oh, then, yeah. man. It's... Yeah. Um... Another person that was well known now at that was around in those days as a young man is good old J.R. Jim Ross. He was a young man in the Mid South Territory. He was he the grew up under the learn- professional wrestling. He grew up under under learning tree of Bill Watts. Um, he was pretty much his. I, it sounds demeaning to say he's go for he's like kind of assistant kind of. He kind of was though, really, wasn't he? It yeah, his, but it he, was his. Uh, he was his go-to man. It was his go-to. Yeah. He, if he, if he, he, he trusted. Was, he trusted he, Jim. That's probably he trusted the best way Jim. to say it. Yeah, he trusted oh, yeah. him. He and so Jim had a lot of, um, like obviously important kind of tasks to do um, around. You know what's uh, what's uh, you know important admin stuff that uh, the, that Bill was would trust with no one else is basically what he had to do. So yeah, um, Jay. JR brings up um, the previous owner of the territory of uh, Mid South was uh, Leroy McGurk. Um, Leroy McGurk, 
uh, by the 90, by the 1950s had lost his vision and was blind. Um, by the hair removal cream, magic. Yes, by the hair removal, <laughs> by the magic cream, indeed. <laughs> um, he lost his um, he lost his vision, um, and he still managed to like have a wrestling career and run a wrestling promotion and stuff like that. Like it's pretty crazy because obviously it's back in the fifties and stuff. Is that the one um, that lost part? Was it partially blind? Yeah, he started off partially blind when he wrestled, and, and then he yeah, eventually he got, got worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Anyway, he was um, one of the, yeah, say, the owner of the territory at the time, and um, he he was still in good with Bill Watts when Bill Watts took over the territory. Um, Leroy McGurk had one kind of like hard and fast rule as a promoter and pretty much as a man is that no one who was in, none of the boys could date his daughter, and one did, and his name was Ted DiBiase, ah. and. One night, JR goes to pick up Leroy McGurk because he was his driver. And Leroy McGurk apparently had found out that Ted DiBiase was dating his daughter and pulled out a Dirty Harry Clint Eastwood style gun. What is it with these guys on the Dirty dash. Harry's? Massive guns, yep. Yeah. And, he, and, he and he put it on the dashboard. And he was getting drunker and drunker and asked JR questions about Ted, basically, about Ted DiBiase. Um, JR wouldn't let on that he knew that Ted DiBiase was dating his daughter, which probably wasn't helping him. Um, and Leroy basically told JR that when he got to the arena, he was going to kill Ted DiBiase that night. And uh, JR just says that as he was obviously like driving and stuff, like turning roads, like the gun is like moving kind of like more and more turn on the dashboard. Um, JR manages to uh, stop and call uh, Bill Watts on payphone to let him know. Leroy McGurk's plan of um, attempting murder. And um, basically, Bill Watts at first is pissed that JR's even called him, but JR doesn't want to be an accessory to murder, so he persists in telling Bill Watts what's, uh, Smart. what's going on. Yeah. Um, so uh, Leroy, what basically, Leroy's plan is that he wants to go to the hotel and he wants to be put in a chair. And so that's when someone calls Ted DiBiase down, he'll just start firing, basically. So he knows he, he knows whereabouts Ted DiBiase will be when uh, when he when he's in the room. Yeah, that was, that was the plan. So um, Watts told Jr. to get Leroy McGurk to Shreveport, and Watts will take over and take take him off his hands. And uh, that was the last of it. That was the last he heard of it. Jr. Apparently. Well, DBS, he didn't get killed. No. Because he went on to wrestle in the WWF. Yeah. And WCW. Why? Did he go WCW first and then WWF? He went to... No, no. He went to WWF first. He went to WCW afterwards as a manager. There is. Because everybody's got a price for the million-dollar man. Oh, yes. So he did because he went to WCW for the NWO, wasn't it? Hmm. Too sweet. Yes. So yeah, uh, some attempted murder there. <laughs> Mid South was wild. Yeah. They also, back in the day, was one of the first wrestling promotions to feature Muhammad Ali. Hmm? Jake the Snake. Yeah. Um, basically, after uh, after Mid South lost Junkyard Dog to the WWE. Um, Bill Watts made a mistake where he was basically just thought that the formula was 
bring in an African-American baby face and everyone, they'll just be... Oh, yeah, popular. he tried a few, didn't he? And they just didn't he, land. Yeah, he tried, um, he tried like, uh, just a random gamut of, of America, African-American uh, baby faces. At the time. There was one yeah, guy that was built like a brick shit house, but he just wasn't any good. It's this guy I'm about to talk to now. He's called the Snowman. And apparently the Snowman was an accurate name, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I've heard about that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was built. He was built like a brick shit house. Yeah. So um, fucking wrestle. Yeah. So basically, the the payoff to Jake was feuding with that was the biggest heel in the territory, and he was feuding with the snowman as um as his as the big baby face. Um, the payoff was a huge match at the New Orleans Superdome, uh, with Snowman and Muhammad Ali was be in his corner. Um, Jake had uh, a big heater called John Nord, who went on to be played the Berserker and later other wrestlers, uh, other gimmicks in the future. Um, so, um, like Ali comes in to to build in, and Jake apparently is like dying to meet Ali, but he can't because Bill is still this separates the baby faces from the hills. So, yeah, yeah. um. Jake's telling all the boys that instead that he's just going to go make his life and shoot DDT to Muhammad Ali, like in front of everyone. Um, he doesn't do that. Instead, what happens, um, I believe the match goes to no, uh, DQ or something like that. It, it ends in a small No contest. Um, uh, yeah. Basically, for the moment where the heels come into the ring and Ali um, has the opportunity to like throw some punches at him. Um, apparently... Uh, they show the footage, and if you watch the footage, Addy throws many punches at John Nord, and John Nord is bumping his ass off. Like he's really selling for the guy. Jake doesn't leave his feet. He, 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 take, he sells. He sells. No, no, he's protecting himself. Is what he's doing. He's selling. He's he's selling it, but he's not going down on his feet. He's not really bumping wildly for Muhammad Ali. And apparently, Bill Watts afterwards was furious because obviously <laughs> it's his biggest heel. And he should be selling for Ali. Ali apparently walks in after the show to the area where Bill Watts is with Jake. He meets Jake after the show, and Jake said he ain't sure how mad Ali's going to feel about it, if he's going to be mad or anything like that. Apparently, Muhammad Ali shook his hand, told him he's a really smart man because he has to wrestle in front of those fans again next week. And he said Ali understood. See, Ali, Ali, Ali knew. Muhammad, yeah. Muhammad Ali knew. He knew wrestling. He knew. He knew it. He wasn't stupid. He knew how it worked. It was a yeah. show. He knew he knew how it worked. Same mm-hmm. as Tyson. Tyson knows how it works. It, Tyson's yeah. Tyson's crazy now, like different type of crazy. Tyson's mm-hmm. crazy. He's just he's off his high all the time. He's always smoking or high on something. <laughs> yeah. But Tyson yeah. under Tyson understands it too. He understands mm-hmm. it. That's why he turns up in wrestling. He did it years ago when he was a killer. When Tyson was a killer as a boxer. And he was ripping people's heads off and he was winning fights before the fucking stadium had finished filling up. You know what I mean? He was he he understood he understood it then. Cool. So we've got time for one more, or should we I save the last one for next next time? What's this what's it about? Tease it. Next one uh, uh, it's a free birds rib amongst themselves. Yeah, we started off on the next one because we started this one with someone getting their eye fucking ripped out. We'll start the next one a little bit lighter. Okay, so this was well. I say lighter. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a stiff rib. <laughs> well, it's a rib. It was yeah, done it in jest. Well, it is a rib. 
It is a rib, but yeah, when you hear it, damn. Um, have I okay, heard so, of this? Have I heard of this rib? No, you have not heard Ooh. of this rib. So, all right, then I'll start off with that story in the next time that I do this. And I don't know what next ter- next territory. Uh, what we done? We done Memphis. We done mid south. We done Memphis and mid south so far. Could do. I could do NWA. I could do. What's Smoky Mountain? Smoky Mountain. Well, Jim Cornette's territory from the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it's in my head. 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 I want to talk about it. I really want to talk about it. I, I mean, I can talk about it. We'll wait. We'll wait. No, no, we'll wait. We'll wait till we get to like we'll work away from. I'm just saying, I want to. I want to talk about it because it's in my head all the time. I can talk about it. Uh, right. So, oh, I can talk about the Von Erichs territory. WCCW. WCCW. About... Considering the Von Erichs film comes out soon. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Maybe oh, we could. Um, maybe we could cool. try and time it with that. All right. Well, I'll see when that comes out, and then we'll, if not. If if not that one, then either AWA Stampede. AWA is a good one, so Stampede. Or Crockett. That was where Flair that was where Flair was, wasn't it? Crockett was where Flair was and the horseman. Okay. There you go. There's some history. Got some uh, eye gouging. Wrestling history. Some eye gouging, some bar fights, some uh, attempted murders. Eye gouging, <laughs> that's better. Dirty Harry, bar fights, and attempted murder. There you go. Okay. There we that's are. your title. There it is. Mid-South, Mid-South wrestling. When, when when wrestling was real. Yes, which, yeah. <laughs> Where wrestling wrestling might not have been uh, wrestling might have been predetermined, but I tell you what, it was fucking real. Yeah. Anyway, then we should finish this one off. Then thank you for listening, guys. Find all previous other chats on all podcasting platforms as well as all our main episodes. Thank you and peace.